What's going on, y'all? This your boy, Back Pew Shaw, coming to you live and raw from the anti-church. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it without further delay. We have our quote of the day coming from none other than Bishop Derek Triplett, and it reads, Sometimes you have to let your dreams interrupt your reality and refuse to let your present reality interfere with you making your dream come true. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at BackPew underscore Shaw. That's BackPew underscore Shaw. Facebook at BackPew Productions and Instagram at BackPew underscore Pro. It doesn't take a friend to be a friend. Call somebody and let them know that the anti-church is on. All right, you guys, we're going to go ahead and go into the first segment, which I like to call spreading the good news. Now, spreading the good news is just pretty much taking all the things that have happened this week and putting them into a small little segment, shaking them up and spitting right back out to you. But instead of all the drama and the antics that follow along with it, we want to give you the good side of it. We want to give you an encouraging part of it. We don't want anyone to feel or walk away with no mess, no drama, no ratchetry, although some of us do enjoy those parts of it. Um, this week, Uncle Snoop blessed us with an album, and I believe it's called the Bible of Love. If you have not already checked it out, it is on Apple Music. It is also on the Google Play Store. It is one of the best gospel rap albums that I have heard in a while. This track has 32 songs on it. 32. And I think I said that wrong. I think it's actually that this album has 32 tracks. But yeah, pretty long album. Definitely, you can tell that he's been working on it. There's features all over the place. If you have not already done so, please check it out. Now, the issue behind this album is similar to what others have done, like Tasha Cobbs, Kirk Franklin. They bring in outside artists from outside the gospel genre. And they make these albums and they make these songs. And then people come back and they're like, oh, no, nah, y'all can't y'all can't represent God you know, being a rap artist, much like any church, much like Uncle Snoop, much like Tasha Cobbs featuring Nicki Minaj, much like Kirk Franklin featuring Mary J. Blige and Faith Evans. We're not really here for you. <laughs> I don't know how many times we have to say it or how many times we have to mention it over and over that your opinion doesn't matter. And if the song doesn't reach you, then it's not for you. If the message doesn't reach you, then it's not for you. But all the backlash that has been coming back from Uncle Snoop making this album, it is ridiculous. And especially for us to be a public entity to say that you're supposed to come as you are. What I did yesterday doesn't matter. Even what I do today doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, I'm being used by God. And that's ultimately so what someone else feels about you or what someone else says about you doesn't necessarily mean that what they say is factual because at the end of the day, we know who gets the last say. So I encourage you to tell someone else and if you haven't already done so, do it yourself. Go out, listen to the Bible of Love. Uncle Snoop has blessed our lives and I hope that we can look forward to so much more music from Uncle Snoop. And from us at the Annie Church, Uncle Snoop, we welcome you to the gospel family. We thank you so much for blessing us with this and allowing the Lord to use you and bless others and be able to touch a different demographic than what we have already. Moving right along, as you guys know, we are celebrating Holy Week here in the church. It has been nothing short of bananas. We got folks on every corner at every church <laughs> standing to the, I'm talking the doors are packed. 
to like people are coming from everywhere saying that they want to hear what somebody got to say about the seven last sayings. And if you got the same Bible that I got, it really has not changed. Jesus said the same seven things. And I mean, we go through this every year, but some savvy pastor going to come with some savvy word and he going to bless us. And we just got to sit and wait for it. Now, I remember when I was younger, it was a two minute sermon or a five minute sermon. And the next thing you know, folks up there for 10, 20 minutes. And now you got folks up there for 35 minutes. <laughs> so it is really not fair to the per like to those of us who are sitting in these pews and having to listen to this audition of sorts. Like literally y'all draining us with all the different sayings and the he come us, he come us. <laughs> like I am dying. Can y'all please move it forward? But there was one incident in particular and if you have not already saw the video, go and check it out on my Instagram. That's at backpew underscore pro. The video is posted. There was a pastor who was actually doing the seven last sayings, and I, I'm trying my best not to say perform, but we all know. Um, he was doing the seven last sayings, and as he was speaking, he went over his time, of course. So, you know, in some churches, you got a bell. Like, they'll ring the bell and be like, hey, brother, you need to wrap it up. But this brother just was ignoring all the stops. He was just like, yo, I got this word, and y'all gonna listen to this word. So, one of the elders in the church came up, and he tapped him on the shoulder, and he literally pushed the dude, like, off. Like, he was like, look, get up off me. I'm done. I ain't got time for this. So literally the dude snatched the mic out of his hand and these brothers are up there tussling. Like you would think that this was somebody's motivational speaking conference. The way that these brothers was up there tussling, like you gonna allow me to speak to my people. He snatched the mic back from this old man and was like, the devil is a liar. <laughs> when I tell y'all about that, I'm like, what is going on right now? Are you serious? This man gets back on the mic and said the devil is a liar and continues to preach and the crowd goes wild. When did this become the regular or the norm for church? Like all these cameras and all this messiness going on. Like what are y'all doing, man? Like <laughs> the children are watching. The children are watching y'all. We cannot, we cannot continue to allow this to go on. We cannot continue to have a message that we are presenting for our own ego and then forget what the true meaning of the seven last sayings were there's somebody who's listening to this podcast who do not technically understand what the seven last sayings is and i'm going to try my best to get some material if you're listening you have some material that may be noteworthy that i could share with the people who are listening and following along please please divulge that information to me so i could post it so that way we can get someone the true and meaningful message of the seven last sayings so that way they can use that information for their growth and their well-being moving right along um we have stefan clark at the top of our list. Uh, we are playing, praying for the Clark family as a whole. Most of all, we are praying for Stefan Clark's brother. Um, I know that the entire family is hurting. I understand that this situation is one that I, I just, my heart goes out. Um, it's happening all too often. And his brother, Savante, is struggling with something that most of us do not understand. I was on Facebook probably about a day or two ago, and it was when uh, Reverend Al Sharpton, which we thank you so much for making the call out to the church to why they are not standing and why they are not speaking against these gun control laws 
and why they are not speaking against this gun violence and this rage that is going on in the United States. But that's another topic for another day. Savante was acting out, especially when during his interview with Don Lemon. And while trying to get a point across, it was almost as if he was not present, but mentally he was gone. Um, between his gestures and the looks that he was giving, you could tell that this young man had gone off the deep end. And it's, 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 it's far too common that we're seeing uh, black men being treated as if they're the most mentally stable or the mentally strong where we don't have an outlet. We don't have somewhere where we can be ourselves and say how we feel without someone using it against us. Um, growing up in homes where men were not able to express that they're upset or express that they were hurt or cry a tear or ask for a shoulder to lean on. like. I understand that iron sharpened iron, but sometimes a brother need an outlet. And then thank God for sisters out there who actually take the time to ask a brother how he doing and considerably care. But then you got those sisters who take it and they want to like literally mash it in your face. Oh, well, you was feeling this way and you was feeling this way. And I can't have no man that's not, you know, strong and can't take it. You a man. You supposed to be able to. My sister, you could barely go a day without receiving a phone call before you crying. So what do you think a brother feels when he's not appreciated? What do you think when he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders and he's got children to look after and he's got a wife to take care of and he got a job that's not giving him a promotion and I'm already making less than everybody else because the education that I received is not equal or equivalent to that of my lighter brother. What is it that you expect him to do, say, or feel when placed in these situations? I ask you this. As a person of color, and we thank you for our, 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 our listeners who are of different nationalities. We, we appreciate you all so much. But explain to me the feeling that you feel, that gut feeling that you feel when those red and blue lights get behind you. I want you to really think about that for a second. If you've never known how it feels to be a black man with red and blue lights behind you, I want you to take the time to ask somebody. Stop a brother when you get a chance and be like, hey, you ever got pulled over? What was that like? Because I can almost guarantee you that that brother gonna tell you one or two things either happened. Either his lunch came down or it came up. Those are the only two options that are available. Not once have I ever been able to be pulled over and it be a delightful experience. These officers coming at us aggressive, they're knocking on our windows. They want to know why we're here. If we've made it to a point in life where we actually are offered the opportunity to live in a decent neighborhood, it's asked, we're asked, what are you doing in this area? There are countless videos of young men being pulled over and being questioned about everyday actions. Why are you working out at six o'clock in the morning? You know, I actually went to go see A Wrinkle in Time, which was probably about a month ago. A few friends of ours went out. And I was sitting in the movie theater and I was actually at a uh, Cobb movie theater. And I'm sitting in the movie theater and my roommate and I are sitting next to one another. And then our other two friends are sitting two seats down from where we are. And I continuously hear this ticking sound behind me. And at first I thought that the roof was leaking. And I promise y'all, I kid you not. I look up and there's a white woman standing up behind me. And she goes, could you put your effing phone away? I'm trying to watch the goddamn movie. 
And before I knew it, rage had taken over because I'm wondering, what is it that you're doing right now? So I stood up and I said, are you throwing things at me? And she showed me her bag of Skittles. And for the past 20 minutes, this woman had been throwing Skittles at the back of my head. And she finally reached. She finally hit me with about two or three Skittles. And I jumped up and went nuts. And before I got to her, immediately I had to stop myself. And I was like, what are you doing right now? You have so much to lose. You have so much to be grateful for. You have so much ahead of you right now. Why is it that you're going to allow this person to do this to you or put you in this situation? So you know what I did? I paused and I went downstairs and I grabbed the manager and I said, look, y'all need to go remove this woman from this movie theater before I remove her myself. So immediately they grabbed the cops. They went inside the movie theater and once they went inside, they asked her some questions. They came back out and they said, well, sir, she said that you were on your cell phone. She couldn't enjoy the production because of the fact that you were on your cell phone. So we just wanted to know your side of the story. And I said, well, granted, yeah, I was on my cell phone. But when I when I got into the movie theater, there was barely anyone there. Like there was no one on the road behind us. She was all the way at the top of the movie theater. There was no one sitting in any of the seats next to her. So with that being said, why is it that you're attempting to get my attention by throwing Skittles at me? And then the second that I turn around and look at you, you stand up and you tell me I need to put my effing phone away. It's just like, come on, sis. If that's the case, you could have screamed that from the beginning. And I could have just told you, all right, cool. Let me put my phone up. I didn't know my phone was bothering you. It wasn't bothering anybody else. But you mean to tell me that you thought that it was, I guess, accurate enough for you to take the time to throw these Skittles at me until you hit me. And then you felt that that was a solution to the situation. Anyway, fast forward to the end. The manager comes to me and she goes, well, sir, I can do one of two things. I can either move you to another theater tonight, but the next movie doesn't start for another hour. Or I can give you a refund and you can leave. So I'm like, y'all putting me out of the movie? Her response to me was, well, you shouldn't have had your phone out in the first place. What? So you mean to tell me that because of the fact that I had my phone out, regardless of the reason why I had my phone out, this woman is justified for throwing Skittles at the back of my head and then deliberately disrespecting me in front of everyone inside of the movie theater by speaking vulgarly. And besides the fact that we, you, she's obviously inebriated, this woman is drunk out of her mind. And you mean to tell me that this is okay. You're going to ask me to move. And I hate to pull the race car, but my thing is, if the shoe was on the other foot, had it been me throwing Skittles at her, telling her to get off of her phone, would I be alive today? Would I be free today? I would like to know what y'all think about that. Please feel free to send me an email. Shoot me an email on what you think would have happened had me, this six foot two, 300 pound black man, threw Skittles at the back of this lily white woman's head and said, Hey, B, get off your phone. I'm trying to enjoy the movie. Let me know what y'all think about that. As I was saying, my prayers and my thoughts are with the Clark family in this time of bereavement. Um, to lose not only one, but two children, your oldest and your youngest, and have to be the middle brother and still have to live and fight through that, I cannot even imagine. Um, I come from a home with three other siblings. I love them dearly. Shots out to Siobhan. Shots out to Marvin. Shots out to Nia. They're all doing great things. I love my siblings with the to the death of me. And I promise you, it'll be World War Three, the day that I lose any of them. So, um... Yeah, um, prayer, my prayers and my thoughts are with the Clark family at this time. We're going to move on to my favorite part of the show. A segment entitled, We Need to Talk. 
Now, on We Need to Talk, what I do is I take some situations that may have happened between either myself or my friends this week, and we kind of chop it up, and then we go from there. Um, we're going to go ahead and start off with the topic of online dating. Now, online dating is something that we have all done. Whether you have decided to use Tinder, whether you have decided to use Fling, Grinder, Jack, Scruff, whatever you decide to use, these options of online dating have been completely ridiculous. Um, I don't know anyone, including myself, who has been able to find something that was actually beneficial, uh, whether it be a one night stand or it be a two month period of whatever you want to call it. It has not been successful. Now, I know that there are stories of people who have met online and they've been able to, you know, get together and get married and they make these commercials and the people be on TV and they be like, I found Brad when I was 25 and eHarmony set us up. And it's just like, OK, cool. I'm glad you found Brad. But at the end of the day, I'm over here struggling with Raquanda and um, she didn't even tell me the truth because she told me that she was five foot five and she actually six foot two. She was a size 14 and ain't nothing true about nothing that she said. So we get in these relationships and it's just like you find the first person or whatever. And you might talk on the phone for a week or two and then you text for maybe about two or three more weeks. And then finally it leads up to that night where it's like it's a Friday. It's probably payday. You just got your haircut or you just got your weave did and you like, look. I'm feeling good. I'm looking fly. Let me go ahead and text this little boo that I've been texting for about two weeks and see what's going on. Let me see what's popping. So you get in the car, whatever you drive over, you may pick them up or, or they may pick you up and y'all go out. And then, you know, one thing leads to another. All these great things they talk about. Oh, yeah, I got a job. I got a car. He's smelling good. He done washed his car, which his car ain't been clean in about a month. But you won't know that because you didn't ask any questions. But, you know, things look pretty good for right now. So I'm going to go ahead and move forward with this situation. Right. So you get them out. Y'all have a good time. One thing leads to another. You get them back home. Y'all get in the bed. One thing leads to another again. Before you know it, you land on your side. And you in your group text and you like, sis, you will never believe the mess that I just saw. And she like, girl, please tell me, please tell me. And then you repeat this cycle again and again. And for the fellas, you get in these beds and you wake up. And she went to bed looking like Halle Berry and she woke up looking like Tyler Perry. Like, come on. Like, she ain't got no lashes on no more. The waist trainer is off. The wig is off. She got braids going to the back looking like Cleo from Set It Off. It's a completely different sister than you went to bed with. But because of the fact that you did not ask questions, you have again put yourself in this situation and you are failing yet again. How about this? The next time a brother asks you out, how about you make him dinner? Don't ask him what he like. Just make something. Put it on the plate. Whatever he send back to you, ask him about it. Oh, man, I, I know that you eat my macaroni and cheese, babe. What's going on? Why would you, you want to eat my macaroni and cheese? He's going to be like, nah, you know, man, moms make the best macaroni and cheese, man. Ain't nobody touching mom's macaroni and cheese. I mean, yours are high, but they ain't mom's. I don't eat mom's macaroni and cheese. Boom, red flag. You already know. By the time y'all go ahead and get married and decide to start having kids, you ain't going to have not one, but you're going to have two babies. And most likely, mom's at home trying to get rid of them. So he going to introduce you to her next week. And then she going to be texting you like, hey, girl, so what's going on, daughter? Um, I hope that you're able to, you know, see greatness in my son. He's a great guy. He got a job. Da -da 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 -da. And then 
then before you know it, she done hyped you up with so much mama juice that she done convinced you to allow him to come in and invade your space. And now you got two kids. So you got a baby on one titty and you got a husband on the other. And you raising two kids at one time. I don't think that that's the lifestyle that you want to live, sis. So with that being said, just take the time to get to know the people that you are dating. Brothers, when you are out with these females, take her out to an ice cream shop. Don't ask her what type of ice cream she like. Just get anything. Oh, let me get the Rocky Road and let me get the French Vanilla Swirl. You bring it back to her and then she immediately start crying. And you're like, well, baby, I thought, you know, you made like a little chocolate in your ice cream, so I got you the Rocky Road. She's like, no, well, growing up, uh, my dad, he, he would do all these things to me. And, and, and every time he would do it, he would use chocolate. And um, see, boom, childhood trauma. All of a sudden, you got all these issues that you got to work through. And these are all things that can be figured out from the very beginning. So now you can decide because you have the right. You can decide whether or not this is something that I want to move forward with. You can decide that this is something that I want to indulge in. This is something that I can help you work through or I want to help you work through. I don't want to figure out 12 years later or five years later that as a child you was molested or I don't want to figure out five years later that as a child you done dipped in homosexuality or as a child um you done slept with tom dick harry and everybody else in between and now you finding out all of a sudden that she got more ties in her closet than the ceo of a multi-million dollar forbes 500 company like what is going on people take your time it ain't nothing but time it's time get on god's time allow god to take the person that you know Allow God to take the person that you love and make them into who he wants you to be with for the rest of your life. As we know, scripturally, it says a man that findeth the wife findeth a good thing. Is she a good thing? How, how do you know she's a good thing if you're not taking your time to find out what's good about her? Because if the first night you hit it and that's not good, that's the only good thing you got to go by. Or if you sleep with him for the first time and you find out that that ain't a good thing. You don't went on the five other good things. Before you know it, you got a zombie. You got a Frankenstein. You out here trying to find a Frankenstein. You got screws in his neck. You're trying to put the head from Tommy. You're trying to put the arms from Brad. You're trying to put the legs from John. And you're trying to put the feet from Chris. And you're trying to put it all together. And you're trying to make this perfect man or this perfect female. And it's not going to happen. Because God's not here to bring your dreams to life. He's here to put together all the things that have happened in your life into somebody who can save you from yourself, somebody that you can confide in. These are all things that we're waiting for. These are all things that we're working toward. When Ruth was working before she met Boaz, she was in the field. She was working. She was trying to make sure things were happening for her. And it was making sure she was making sure that, you know, all these things were working together for the good. That's, that's what she was doing. And she was spotted. He found her. So you don't got to go out and swipe right or swipe left. Just take your time. Enjoy life. Enjoy the moment. Let somebody walk up to you and stop being so ugh. Let people walk up to you and say, hello, how are you? How are you doing today? Social media has got us so messed up that we don't even know how to communicate with each other anymore. So I hope that that blesses somebody. And I hope we never have to have this conversation again. If you have any questions, please send your questions over to askthanniechurch at gmail.com. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next subject. I got one more and I'm out y'all hair. But Tyler Perry.
my brother. I must say, this is actually one of your best works that I have ever seen. Acrimony was well written. The cast was great. The storyline was bomb. But these little production errors, I can clearly see. And Taraji had a lot going on before she released this movie. She was actually doing Proud Mary. She was actually recording for Empire. She had so many other things that were going on at the time. You know, uh, she also had some movies that had not came out not too long ago, like uh, Hidden Figures and things like that. So I'm sure that there's work that goes into all of that altogether. Um, Taraji's White Hot Christmas. She's consistently working, but she's doing all of these bodies of work at one time. And I understand that you have a, a A-list celebrity and you're trying to work with her and you're also trying to produce this great film but in the season of greatness that we are in right now in black hollywood when you got ava duvernay turning white women into collard greens and you got uh ryan coogler over here making uh uh um, the freaking michael b jordan the sex symbol of the black culture my brother please do not ever in your life try my face by having two young black people go on a date and the background is not moving don't put people in front of a green screen and it's clearly a green screen the entire movie was shot using stunt doubles and green screens and I get it Tyler Perry just recently opened a new studio he has state-of-the-art equipment so I'm sure he's probably trying to try all that stuff out but sir this movie was horribly shot not only once but maybe about three or four times that I catch the stunt double for a lot of the character the last scene let's, let's I'm sorry y'all let's go to the last scene of the movie and we gonna I'm, and if you have not already seen Acrimony I'm so sorry for you, but you had all weekend to get to it. It's Monday. We are getting ready to go ahead and let you have it about this movie. Uh, Taraji ended up chopping this man's leg off. And when she chopped this man's leg off, blood flew everywhere. But you can tell that the blood was 3D. It was not real. You could have used ketchup, Tyler. You could have you went and you could have mixed up some Kool-Aid and made it real thick. Or you could even use like cake batter. Go get some red velvet cake batter and we would have believed that more than the foolishness that you put on this screen. You had these people jump off this boat and into this ocean. And you can clearly see that it was a pool. Taraji's stunt double was a white woman with straight hair and then at the very end which i don't want to spoil that part for y'all i'm gonna give y'all that much you had this humongous woman floating in this water i don't know if it was a dummy or a real person but you must have thought i was a dummy if you thought that i was gonna believe that that was supposed to be taraji now i understand these these are fictional movies this is hollywood you know it's all of that is everything is not real but sir it at least has to be close. Do not give me white woman floating in the water and think I'm going to take it as Taraji P. Henson. It's not going to happen. It literally gave me African Netflix series. It gave me it gave me Bollywood special. It did not give me Tyler Perry level work. I think that you need to stop so much trying to cut the budget on production and go ahead and allow yourself to move to that next level because although you are already at the top so this is our season and i know you are one of the pioneers you are one of the trailblazers for this season that we are in right now but sir please do us all a favor take the time i know when you showed your cousins this movie at the premiere i know they was like bro you got to come a little better than this
And I'm sure some of y'all sitting out there like, oh, it was a good movie, so I don't know what he's talking about anyway. But when I called Madea, she was out there tripping. Because she was like, I don't know what's going on, but I, listen, I ain't got nothing to do with what that child is doing. I told him he need to put me in the movie. I am the acrimony. I'm the angry. Did, listen, all of F-Cat words that he was putting inside that damn movie, I ain't got nothing to do with. And by the time I finished that conversation with her, she had let me know that you were clearly in a bad place when you put this movie together because you rushed it out. But anyway, all in all, it was a great film. I wish you all the best. I see that you're doing well in the box office. People have been going out to see it. They have not been going out to see it as much as they have went out and seen your other films. However, I do wish you all the best, and I hope that you um, continue to grow in Hollywood. You guys, my time has come to an end. Um, I love this so much. Um, I'm literally sitting in a studio right now that I have created myself. We are looking for a sound engineer. If you know anybody, I'm talking your cousin Bobo, it, your cousin P. If they have, if they are beginners, I'm willing to work with them. I would love for somebody to come into the studio and work with me and teach me how to operate all this equipment that I have went and spent so much money on. Um, I also would like for you guys to send me back some information as far as online dating is concerned. If you have any questions, if you have any questions regarding Stefan Clark, if you have any questions regarding Uncle Snoop, the Seven Last Sands, or Acronomy. Uh, Please send all of that to askannychurch at gmail.com. It has been an amazing time with y'all today. Please catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Backpew underscore Shaw. Backpew Productions on Facebook and Instagram. Backpew underscore Pro. This is your boy, Backpew Shaw, giving it to you live and raw. One more week in the books. I hope y'all have a great week. Stay encouraged. Be blessed. We out.